Friends podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy. Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. We've all used or heard of the term deal breaker, haven't we? It's that one thing, or short list of things, that without fail, we have determined not to compromise on. Deep down, it's what keeps us true on some level to what's most important to us. For some people, it's something like, I'll never date someone who smokes or gets drunk. Other people might say, well, I can't marry someone who doesn't want kids. For others, it may be, I'll never work for anyone who puts work ahead of family. Still others may say, I'm never going to live in a city. We've all got these things that drive us to make certain choices and decisions that, when asked to compromise on, we just can't make ourselves give in. They are, without fail, our guiding compasses, that inner gut feeling that tells us what is open for negotiation and what is not. It may be easy to come up with things such as what I listed earlier, lifestyle choices or personal differences or behavioral patterns, and form our own version of a deal-breaker scenario. But how many of us have gone the extra distance to identify the unwavering parts of who we are as a person, and not just our preferences, that guide us through life? A while back, entrepreneur and author Chip Gaines talked about something in his book, No Pain, No Gains, which ended up deeply resonating with me and becoming a life-changing guiding point for me personally going forward and it has to do with the concept of non-negotiables. According to Chip, we all have qualities that are an unequivocal part of who we are, things that, when adhered to, make us feel the most like our truest self, or, when compromised, make us buy into some lesser truth or inaccurate picture of the person we are and what we're really about, almost like we've surrendered our purpose or calling in favor of a made-up identity, Gaines devotes a whole chapter in his book to the idea that in order to be truly authentic and protect the best of who you are, you have to know what the qualities and traits are which you uniquely bring to the table and confidently stand by them as you move through life. Failure to identify these things leads us to be shaped and changed by outside influences that leave our internal compass spinning and our authenticity compromised. It's uncomfortable to share our realness, Chip says, the parts of us that may bring vulnerability or shame to the surface. But I'll take a few moments of painful exposure over a lifetime of hiding and halfness. That's not living. That's just pretending. Hmm. Hiding and halfness. I think many of us can relate to that on some level. We let others talk us into things that we didn't feel right about or we stayed in a situation too long because we didn't have the courage to speak up or walk away, or we took a job that wasn't really suited to us or dated somebody that wasn't really in line with our values. We maybe ran with a crowd we thought would get us the opportunities we desired, only to feel our truest selves slipping further and further away. We made decisions or investments based on something other than our internal moral compass, and either instantly or over time, 
began to feel that inner sense that something was off, like we were keeping some honest part of ourselves hidden in order to fit some image or identity that we felt pressured to conform to. In any aspect of life, sticking to your gut, meeting anyone and anything with proper discernment, and seeing whether or not they meet with the absolutes that you feel must govern your own life is essential because there will always be things and people that tempt you to throw your inner instincts out the window and just pay attention to another guiding point. But there is something valuable to be said for testing the situations that come your way by something immovable and constant. A firm set of principles that, no matter the person or circumstances, remain unwavering in your life. As things come up, you're then able to test them and see if they confirm those guiding principles or not. If not, then maybe it's time to make a change or at least get the trusted insight of those in your life who can call you back to the non-negotiables that make you, you. Gaines gives a challenge in his book that I decided to take on for myself and was surprised by the results. He encourages the reader to make a list of your own non-negotiables, So the next time you find yourself floundering, you can check that list and be reminded of why you do what you do and who you unequivocally are. Are your actions lining up with that? Is this opportunity or situation allowing you to act the most like your true self? Or is it asking you to compromise that? What can you do to make an adjustment? In developing my own list, both on my own and with some insight from other trusted people in my circle, I was now able to see on paper the things that throughout the years had guided my decisions. I realized that often when situations had gone wrong in various relationships or circumstances, it's because I felt those unchanging values had been compromised in some way. And it became obvious to me that quite a few of the mental health issues we face and the stresses we accumulate can often be traced back to us being asked to lower our standards and then paying a price for it to negotiate our non-negotiables, and then suffering as a result. But let's face it, there are just some things that simply cannot be negotiated or compromised. We may not have fully identified them, but we would do well to do so. They are the things that create a framework around which we built the life we feel called to live, giving us the permission to say yes and no to certain things depending on if they support the values we hold or not. They are the qualities that no amount of compromising can really change about who we are and what is important to us. Regardless of the situation, we find ourselves circling back around to them. It's that, I just can't get away from how I feel about this sort of feeling. It becomes what drives you to have the hard conversation, tell the honest truth, address the elephant in the room, quit a job or call off a relationship. In business or in life, it frames how you see everything, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, what you're willing to tolerate. It's like the biggest version of a deal breaker there is. The tough thing is most of us can probably point to what these parts of ourselves are, but we're afraid to actually stand up and protect those parts. The influence of acceptance, money, opportunity, loyalty, all manner of things is powerful. It can motivate us to sacrifice the best of who we are simply to keep in somebody's good grace or to make a buck. It can force us to betray ourselves and operate under a counterfeit version of who we've been created to be and how we really want to live. For all the talk about diversity and inclusion in our society, 
most of us can probably agree that there's really a whole lot of imitation going on. There's pressure from the outside to conform to certain behaviors and choices in life that will supposedly get you up the ladder of success in anything. Authenticity is celebrated only to the point where it supports the set path of decision, then gets frowned upon as soon as you decide that being true to oneself is of greater worth than keeping in step with everyone and everything else. This pressure can be a lot to bear and could put us in a hard position of having to take a lot of heat for sticking to what we feel is right, however unpopular. The current of fitting in is a strong one, but you can end up sacrificing far more than you bargain for unless you're willing to keep checking in with yourself and asking if the people you're around or the things you're doing are matching up with the life you really want and the values you hold most dear. When we take a look at the Bible, we see a continuous call from God to a singular life of defined purpose. We notice a directive to come out from the crowd and be set apart for a truer meaning. The scriptures are packed with instruction on various aspects of authenticity, of making sure that we're true to our word, that our lives demonstrate our real beliefs, that we act according to higher principles than the world. And no greater example do we get of this than in Jesus himself, where, on so many occasions, he kept on coming back to what the Father wanted him to do. Pleasing the Father, staying true to himself, was his ultimate guiding point, regardless of what others asked or wanted him to do and be. Now the trick comes in making sure that once you've identified what your non-negotiables are, that they don't become a selfish means by which you are resistant to change and use as an excuse to stay the same. Take it or leave it. That's not the point of having non-negotiables. Having non-negotiables simply gives you a few unwavering qualities of who you innately are that help guide you so you don't stray too far away from your truest self. The fact of the matter is, you will always be tweaking those non-negotiables in some way, always checking back in with them, adjusting them depending on how you're growing as a person. Because the truth is, as the seasons of your life change, so should you. And so also should you refine those non-negotiables in light of that. On a personal note, there are things I have on my list now that, compared to maybe 10 years ago, wouldn't have been there, but are now because of experiences I've had and ways I've adapted and matured in my soul. What I'm going by in certain things now versus back then are quite different. The goal isn't to use your non-negotiables as absolutes that you drive down the throats of other people or shut yourself off to necessary change. Rather, it's a way of getting you to commit to running your life off of something bigger than just facts, figures, or outside input. How you feel deep in your gut matters as much, if not more so, than any other factors when it comes to making decisions and moves in life that matter, particularly ones of long-term commitment such as relationships or employment. Seneca may have said, to thine own self be true, but the reality is God didn't intend us to live inauthentic lives. He didn't create us with the unique gifts, talents, experiences, and opinions that we have for us to just end up settling for what seems readily available or reasonable. Sometimes sticking to what matters most to us puts us in a situation that is awkward, uncomfortable, and unreasonable. To outsiders who aren't living according to their own non-negotiables or whose non-negotiables are different from yours, it may appear like you're making bad moves. But wouldn't you agree that in the end, it's better to endure a little pushback or struggle than to end up half-hiding and compromising a valuable aspect of who you are 
just to be a little bit more relatable or because it seems like the best thing available? Chip Gaines puts it well when he observes, peeling off layers you might have worn for a long time is not easy. What you find underneath might be pretty unappealing at first. Pale from the lack of exposure to sunlight, weak from lack of use. But ultimately you were given the stuff under there to hold you up and to help you move through the world. Once that outer protective layer is gone and you get used to moving around without it, there's no feeling as beautiful and free. He's right. Beauty and freedom are the reward we get for staying true to what makes us tick and what we've chosen to have guiding our lives on a daily basis. As he says, people who are willing to negotiate everything don't stand for anything. By living to please everyone else, they lose sight of who they are. People who make authenticity non-negotiable, on the other hand, erase the space between who they are and who they want to be. They aren't afraid to take a different path, even if it means blazing it themselves. Living true to yourself is a non-negotiable. Maybe it's time that we started paying attention to that feeling inside that tells us whether or not something seems right. That gut instinct that God built into us that, regardless of data or outside input or family ties or expert advice, gives us the sense of which direction we need to heed. When we run up against situations where we can feel like things are beginning to run contrary to the guiding principles we try to live by, maybe we need to take a time out and check in with ourselves instead of brushing on past that feeling and pretending like it doesn't exist. Many regrets come not so much from people who took a well-calculated risk as from those who got talked into doing something that went against their inner values and the truest parts of who they personally are. How many individuals later bore guilt over going through with something that they came to find out down the road was a bad move? Perhaps even someone listening to this today is struggling with this. You married the wrong person. You stayed at the wrong job. You're dealing with a toxic significant other because you refused to leave. You made a terrible financial investment at the suggestion of someone you thought you could trust, and it ended up backfiring. Whatever the scenario, maybe it's time you took a minute to sit with yourself and identify what it is that makes you really tick. Who are you at your deepest core, and what is it that you really want most when it comes to the life you want to have? Chip is completely on target when he states, as long as we allow ourselves to be remade based on what other people think, then what we're really doing is handing them the pen and letting them determine who our character is and how our story will unfold. If we do that, there's a good chance we might never get that pen back. And that's a shame because you get one life, one story to tell. Don't we want to make that story count, friends? Don't we want to co-write with God a book of life that we can be proud of? One that's reflective of the life we truly want to pursue and we're brave enough to actually chase? Mistakes will happen without a doubt. We won't always live up to the values and principles we set out for ourselves, but there's forgiveness when we do, and the granted opportunity tomorrow to turn things around and start living by the guiding traits and qualities that matter most to us. I don't think any of us deserve to hide the best of who we are or the things that we feel most strongly about just because of external pressure or even hardcore information. We will all be faced with choices to make that, on paper or to others, may not make sense. They may make sense only to us and to God. But hey, I'd rather it be that way than to keep going through life living a version of ourselves that we know to be inauthentic. So take the plunge 
and figure out what your own non-negotiables are. And don't be afraid to start living by them. I think you'll be amazed at how clarifying and transformative it is, how freeing it is to live a life that is reflective of who you truly are. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at OpenToGrace2015, Instagram and Parlor at OpenToGraceAlaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are. Thank you.